And we're back in. Greg Davis here, Nate Williams, Priority Talk Radio, on this, not Monday, not but Monday. Tuesday evening. Yes. I, I, I got it right that time. Hey, there we go. All right. Yeah, we're working on it. Uh, it does seem like a Monday, though. It does. I mean, it just still does. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Yesterday seemed to me like a Saturday a little bit. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and then, then it skipped straight from Saturday to Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing normal about the weekend was uh, going to church on Sunday. Besides yep. that, it was just a weird weekend. Oh, okay, yeah. we're back. Um, and we're going to get into this. Uh, uh, well, there's several articles on this same content. Yeah, um, it's been a. This was a study that was done. I'll let Nate tell you about it. But there have been write-ups in the New York Times, the Atlantic, the Washington Post, the American Conservative, National Review, even Ben Shapiro has used this study as a sounding board, a bouncing place. And I had seen it in one place. You saw it in mm-hmm. another place. Nate, bring it to us. Uh, what is this about? It's a pretty wide-ranging study. Lots of uh, several years in the making. Lots of people involved in it. It's a good study. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess there were two people, Jim Davis and Michael Graham. They got together with a couple social scientists named Ryan uh, Burge or Berg and Paul Jupe. Again, might be mispronouncing those last names, but they conducted the largest and most comprehensive study of de-churching that w- has ever been commissioned. Of people leaving the church by de-churching, I mean they were in the church and yes. now they're not, and, and they de-attached themselves, basically, or de-churched themselves. Yes, uh, yes, that's exactly right. And then, it, so all in all, there were about seven thousand respondents that were a part of this study. And uh, they gathered over 600 data points in uh, in the final phase of the study. So I guess it was this very, very large study of de-churching. And then they published their uh, the results, maybe some commentary in a book called The Great Dechurching. Then, like you said, once the study came out, New York Times, Washington Post, other people had their own thoughts on it. And basically... From this article that I'm looking at, there were five misconceptions. Oftentimes, I know I'm guilty of this. We'll talk about people leaving the church for various reasons. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. And what the study shows is some of the reasons we commonly cite, some of the reasons we use, oh, people are leaving the church for this reason, may not actually be true. Or on the big scale, they may not be true. Let me say yes, it that way. They yes. may, it may be true right where you're at. On any like individual person, yeah, it might well, be true. Or even in a geographic area or something. But yeah. this is on a broad scale. Yes. These are trends that we tend to think, oh, this is why people are leaving the church. And they found out on a big scale, nationwide That's... scale, not necessarily true. Uh, yes, you you are right. So the misconception number one. Well, even before you get to that, let me mention oh, okay. this. I, 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 one of the people who did this, he says, we're currently living in the largest and fastest religious shift in U.S. history. Now, think about that. Wow. These are uh, epic times for the church. Yes. And it's the largest and the fastest, he says, religious shift in the history of our nation. And uh, how are we responding to this? Uh, my... Uh, my gut tells us, by and large, we're staying exactly the same for the most part yeah. on a big scale. 
I think you're right. Uh, whether you agree with that or not, I, I don't see the church changing a whole lot. We're we're very slow and very late to typically respond. Yes. Now, you've got some tips of the spear who get out there, no doubt. But overall, we're, we're sort of always late to the ball game when things are changing. Culture changes faster than the church does. And I'm not saying we should change our message, our message, but the way we deliver it. It took COVID to get many churches to, uh, to, to make their services and stuff available besides in person. Yeah. Okay. Now you could not like that, like that or not like it, but it took COVID to do it mm-hmm. where the whole rest of the world was already doing that. Yes. Okay. Here we go. So here are some of these, uh, that we thought were true, but aren't true. Let's share them with us. Misconception. Number one, people leave primarily because of negative experiences with the church. Mm. We'll often hear those stories, abuse, trauma, church split something a deep wound causes people to leave and i guess from this study that yes there's all kinds of scandals all kinds of situations that are not uh, we wouldn't wish on anyone but typically that's not why people leave and then in the article are you ready for the number one reason people stopped attending church simply put they moved (laughs) So roughly three quarters of the people who left the church did so casually for uh, for pedestrian reasons, including moving, the inconvenience of attending, kids' sports activities, or family changes like marriage, divorce, or having a new child. Mm. What do you think about that, Well, think about it. They moved. They moved. See, a generation or two ago, people didn't move like they do now. No. You were raised in a community. You stayed in that community, by and large. You grew up in a church. You stayed in that church. If you got When you got married, if you weren't already in the same church, one, one half of the marriage went to the other person's church, and just you were right there. Yes. That was the only change that a lot of times ever happened. Now people are much more mobile. They move. Yeah. And it's a different world. So what it's telling us is, the number one reason people stopped attending a church was not because they were hurt by the church or had a negative experience. They just changed locations. Yeah. Now, that's pretty fixable. Very fixable. I mean, we're not going to stop people from moving, but we've got to do a better job of, of engaging people who move into our area. Yes. I mean, even to the point of if someone is in your church and they move... Help them find another church where they're moving to. Yeah. I've done that before. I've had people that were in our church move to another city, and I helped connect them to a church there and got them started. You at least got them a couple of options. Most time it only took one. If they said, oh, you know this part you like, they already had a warm welcome when they got there. Yeah. And they were able to plug in. I'm not saying I got it all together. I'm just saying I've actually been in the position to actually help do that. Um, so it's um, they just moved or they left casually, like you said, uh, just was out of convenience. So uh, you don't downplay the hurt and the suffering. But numerically speaking, um, people being hurt by the church was not uh, really the reason that they got out of church or left church. Yes, it's a possible reason but like you said numerically it's often not the reason it's uh, sometimes it's just a matter of uh, we might use the word convenience that 
uh, church, you it, you do like if you have kids, mm-hmm. it does take a little bit of time to get your kids ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does take a little bit of time to prepare. You might have to do some work the night before, and sometimes oh, you definitely do. oh yeah, it's uh, sometimes not seen as much of a priority anymore in, in in everyday life. Yeah, well, dad to me is just um, we just didn't make the effort. Yeah. <laughs> What they're saying here is different. Uh, yeah. that, that, I mean, the inconvenience, I guess it could fit into that. The inconvenience is you have to get out of bed and get ready and go. Yeah, kids, but, but sports activities. Up, but people get and, up and go to work every day. That's true. But no, things like, there's no doubt, sports have de-churched people. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and, I, you know, that's a whole other thing we could go off on here. I was um, wondering, do you want to touch that or just not? not well, now? I've done it before. I mean... Uh, you know, everybody's kid's going to be, you know, uh, a pro baseball player or whatever. You know what I mean? And yeah, <laughs> for most of them, it ends when they hit about ninth grade or at the very best after they graduate high school, it's over. Yeah. And then what are they left with? Yeah. They're out of church. They don't they don't have that in their life. Uh, they've not been discipled, most likely. Exactly right. Uh, but if you hadn't even took them to church, number one, you hadn't discipled them because that's part of it. <laughs> yes. We'd be gathering with other believers. Um so what have they got, you know? And and these uh, sports teams, it's oh, a whole other thing, but let me just tell you, they're, they're not that interested in your kid. They're interested in your money. Of course. They want your money. But then those same people will say, all the church wants is money. Yeah. <laughs> when the church compels you to do nothing. Yes. Where these people do. You have to If you don't to pay, play. you don't get in. Your team ain't on the team. Your kid ain't, they're not part of it. Yep. And you can't even go in and watch them if they are, if you don't pay. Yep. So that, those are just horrible excuses. But many people have thought that uh, the people leave because they have negative experiences with the church. And this study says, broadly speaking, uh, that's just not really the truth. All right. So there's five of these. Let's move. Uh, n- number two. Number two, young people are leaving the church after attending secular universities. Mm. Uh, I know sometimes I've talked about that, that uh, people lose their faith in college. But the United States is a little bit of a different country here compared to the rest of the world, where as the rest of the world becomes more secular and more educated, they're leaving religion. United States is not that way. And it's almost as if, according to the study, that educated people are keeping their faith or staying religious. But lesser educated. Whereas the lesser educated are leaving the church. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very curious because that kind of goes against some of the things that we'll say. I know I've said, so I'm partially to blame for mm-hmm. this, but I, I I just think that's very interesting. Only 3% of evangelicals with graduate degrees were de-churched. Yes. Wow, that's, I mean, that's something. I yeah. mean, that's a real number you can put to it. Uh, so the more educated, the less likely to become de-churched. Yeah. Now, that means they had to be in the church, okay? Hear us now. That means they were in the church. Yes. Now, I've, I've thought that for years. You know, there was a thing going around there for a long time about how, uh, you know, it was like youth ministries, dirty little secret. Yeah. You know, it's not working. That you'd see up to 85 or 90 percent of kids when of kids in the church when they graduate high school drop out when they go to college or, you know, get on their own. And uh, I'm sure those numbers to some degree are probably true. But what it didn't show was that, number one, they come back to the yeah. church later on. Yeah. Like he says here, 3% are de-churched with graduate degrees. So they come back. And then the other part of it it never really showed was, yeah, just because they drop out of church 
they've moved, many of them have, to a new location. They don't find a church where they move to, like for college. Yeah. Uh, so that's part of it. The other part of it is that um, they uh, not only uh, have have moved and are somewhere else, but they are still they don't they haven't given up on their faith. Yes. That many of them don't go. They're not involved in a church locally where they're at. But they're and I talk I talk to college kids all the time. Go no, I hadn't really found a church where I'm at. But I'm in you know. But Monday night I have Bible study at so and so's house, and Tuesday night we have small group over at so and so's place. Then yep. I go to the campus ministry on you know Wednesday night yep. and, or Thursday night, and then you know and then I'm going on a mission trip with this ministry in in you know spring break. They're probably doing more um, discipleship and missional activity and having more conversations with lost people. On, in the, on their university level than most of us adults are who are showing up for worship two or three times a month on Sunday morning. Yes. So they haven't walked away from their faith. They might have walked away from the church temporarily, again, because of convenience. Yep. So um, I, I think that's um, pl- that plays pretty much into what I had been saying for a while, you know, um, uh, that that is a misconception. Uh, that they leave the church after attending secular universities. Some do. Okay, we're not saying there's not exceptions to this. Oh yeah. Or that you can't find examples of ones who do because that certainly does happen. But uh, the idea that that's a wide-ranging issue, uh, this study says it's not. And again, this is being uh, these numbers are being shared by uh, practically every major uh, news outlet, including very secular news outlets as well. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back on the other side, continue this conversation. Uh, we're uh, into this, uh, the misconceptions about the de-churching in America. All right, when we come back, it's Priority Talk Radio right here on WXJC. Are you tired of dirt and grime ruining the beauty of your home's exterior? Ew! Look no further. Introducing A-plus Soft Wash. Your go-to exterior cleaning business, A-Plus Soft Wash, is owned and operated by Isaac Adams, a dedicated first responder with a heart for service. He'll go the extra mile to keep your property pristine. From clogged gutters to dirty roofs, A-Plus Soft Wash has you covered. Isaac will meticulously clean your gutters, roofs, soft wash siding, clean concrete, and more, leaving your home looking brand new. Isaac is insured, reliable, efficient, and his attention to detail is unbeatable. Trust A-Plus Soft Wash to restore your home's curb appeal. Call Isaac at 256-960-0474 for a free estimate today. That's 256-960-0474. Also make sure to follow the A-Plus Soft Wash Facebook page for exciting offers and updates. A-plus soft wash. Your satisfaction is our top priority. A-plus soft wash serves the general Coleman and surrounding areas. Terms and conditions apply. Call for details. Make your home shine with A-plus soft wash today. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... And we appreciate you being with us on this Tuesday evening. God bless you. It's Truth 101, WXJC, Priority Talk Radio. And, of course, Greg Davis here along with Nate Williams. And, uh, of course, we got Josh running the board for us, keeping it all sounding good. 
And uh, we're talking through this uh, study that has been uh, done. We gave all the details, uh, Jim Davis, Michael Graham. It's being you know used in all the different um, uh, outlets like the New York Times, Atlantic, Washington Post, uh, National Review, Ben Shapiro, the Gospel Coalition, uh, all over the place. And uh, it's talking about misconceptions of uh, why people leave the church or stop attending church. Uh, and just to try to understand that, you know, they say we're currently living in the largest and fastest religious shift in the U.S. history. That's amazing to think about that. that the is time we live in. Look at it. What an opportunity. Uh, some 40 million adult Americans who used to go to church at least once per month now attend less than once per year. This shift is larger than the number of conversions during the Great Awakening, the Second Great Awakening, and the totality of the Billy Graham Crusades combined. Wow. And uh, this study is giving us the reason. So uh, why people are de-churched, it's not what you would think is what no. they say. They say that it's not because people had a bad experience with church. Uh, that's not a primary reason, but rather it's convenience and location. They've moved, and they don't find a church where they move to. I think that's a big part of it. And then busyness of modern-day life, uh, kids' activities, sports, uh, all those kind of things play into it as well. So uh, the second was that young people are leaving the church. We think young people are leaving the church after attending secular universities. Now, this whole study is not just about young people, but this point was. Yeah. It was about high school to college and that they leave when they attend a secular university. Well, it was found that that's not true uh, necessarily and those, because those who are more educated in the U.S. are less likely to leave the church. Only 3% of evangelicals with graduate degrees were, uh, were de-churched. So um, it's um, uh, while, while 18 to 30 is the time period when people are most susceptible to de-churching, that's interesting to note as well. 18 to 30 was what they found to be the most critical time yes. of de-churching. 18 to 30. So, you know, what? as a church leader, you know what we should be thinking? What? Well, we should be putting our efforts into 18 to 30. I agree. <laughs> a lot of effort into that. Yeah. I mean, we put a lot of efforts into getting them, children's ministry, youth ministry. Most churches spend a big portion of their budget on those activities. They really do. Yeah. If you've got they, they pay staff, that's your biggest cost is staffing. A lot of times uh, facilities are geared toward children and youth. But then we lose them between 18 and 30. That's when they're most susceptible to being lost. But that doesn't seem to be the case uh, with higher education. The higher education, the less likely. Okay. Uh, they're saying de-churching hits the lower middle class harder. And uh, I'm, I'm sure there's reasons for that as well. Uh, I would think that uh, oftentimes lower middle class may tend a lot of times to, to work on Sundays. To work on Sundays. You know, you're higher work. educated. They take those Monday through Friday eight to five jobs a lot of times. Yeah, they work long hours, work on the weekends, work two jobs, work a job and a half, mm -hmm. however you want to phrase That's exactly it. exactly right. To where uh, they, they don't have, let's say, the way it's described in the article, economic cushion or upwardly mobile social networks, you know, just they don't aren't able to do all of the same things that if you are more well off financially, you're able to do like have weekends off. Right. So right. I think I, I think you're right about that. OK. Misconception number three, Nate. 
people leave the church because they've left the faith. And we sort of addressed this a moment ago in, in yeah. a way. Yeah, uh, beliefs among the de-churched vary widely. Among de-churched evangelicals, roughly 5 million, so that's about half, roughly 5 million out of the 10 million surveyed, still confess Christian faith in conformity with the Nicene Creed. And so uh, many of them still believe that Jesus is the Son of God, which is one of the central tenets of the Christian faith. So they still believe the tenets, yeah. the core tenets, but they've just quit being involved in the local church. Yeah, yeah. They still would say, oh, I'm a Christian. I believe that. Yes. Yeah. While they've left the church, clearly not all have left an orthodox confession. Uh, somehow mainstream evangelical dropouts registered a higher orthodoxy score in view of Jesus than evangelicals who still attend the church. Mm. So I just thought that was interesting that uh, people leave the church uh, not necessarily because they no longer believe the core beliefs of Christianity, mm -hmm. but just they stopped going to church. They didn't well, think a lot of churches will use those, uh, you know, belong, believe, belong, become, you know, kind mm -hmm. of thing. The, become, the belong really matters. Yes, it does. That's what this tells us. Yes, it does. That I, that is very important. I think that we don't always do, uh, depending on different circles we run in, an important job talking about why the church matters. Uh, we, we sometimes can make the faith so individualistic to where it's like, I have my Bible. Uh, and I'll just have my faith private at home. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize how important the church community is, that we serve with one another, we fellowship, we sing, we read the word. Like, you really need community to grow. Yeah. Well, and, we were made for it. That's yes. the thing. You weren't made, you weren't made to stand alone. Not at uh, all. And we've tried to convince ourselves that, um, that, that I can do it on, I can just do it on my own. I can, you know, watch on television or live stream, you know. I mean, I ask people sometimes. I'll say, you know, they'll say, well, I go to so-and-so church. I may be like, oh, what campus? And they'll say, oh, the online campus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you're goodness. like, okay, that's good for people who can't participate in person. Yes. Okay, there are those people for different reasons. But these are, you know, people that could. They mm -hmm. just assume to uh, stay in their pajamas on Sunday morning and, um, you know, and gather around with a cup of coffee and, uh, and do a little a feel-good you know, yeah. they're, they're not really part of a community or part of the church. And you're made for that. Yes. And if you don't get it, you're going to fall away. It's going to happen eventually. It will. It will. I mean, you can fool yourself all you want, but you were created for community. Yes. You were. Um, that We could go off on that for a while. But, but the belonging part is really important. Yes. And, you know, we emphasize... I would say different churches, different uh, strands of churches emphasize different things. But if you're just going to use those three sort of points, uh, believe, belong, become, different churches maybe emphasize more different parts of that. But uh, I would think that the churches who emphasize, who, who at least keep an even keel on belong are going to be healthier in the long run. Yes. What do you think? I mean, some some fun focus a lot on belief. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's believe, 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 and you know, thirty years later, people are still believe, 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 and they got all the beliefs. Yeah, but they don't belong. Yeah, and then what have you become as a servant? 
Ooh, that's true. So uh, I, I think all three of those are really important. Which one's more important than the other? Probably none. Yeah. It's probably it's probably like the Trinity, all 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 equal <laughs> all equal and uh, it's, it's like james you know you can have the intellectual knowledge the intellectual belief yeah. but if you don't live what you read in the word if you don't worship together serve together be the hands and feet of jesus as the body of christ uh what what's the use you know uh, just having intellectual belief yep so um people need friends they need to they need to they need to have a community uh, that's important, and you can't underestimate that. So, uh, so we're getting through these. Uh, we're talking about these. If you're just joining us, misconceptions about de-churching in America—a big study that was done. Uh, it's being talked about widely across the country. People leave uh, misconception. They leave primarily because of negative experiences with the church. Uh, that is not uh, found to be true on a wide range. Uh, also, uh, that um, uh, people leave because. Uh, or young people leave the church after they attend a secular university. That's not found to be true. And not that young people don't leave, but not from attending a secular university. Uh, third was people leave the church because they left the faith. Not true. They still believe the core tenets of, yeah. of, their, of Christianity. They just are not involved in the church. Remember, we're talking about people that are not unchurched, but they're de-churched. Yes. There's, a, there's a difference there. Okay, and then this fourth one, uh, share it with us. The people leaving are primarily on the secular left. And it seems like in the late 1980s to mid-1990s, that was true, that, that if you were on the left, you were more likely to leave. But now evangelicals are de-churching at almost twice the pace on the right political flank than they are on the left. The article does admit that there's a practical reason for this, that the reason why the right is leaving two times the, the, the right of the left is because, well, the people on the left have already left. Yeah. And so you can't leave if you're already left. And so naturally— And, then, and because they left at that point, their kids never yeah. got in. So they're not de-churching because they, they never were church to begin with. Yeah, I guess unchurched at yeah. that point with yeah. the second generation. Uh, but it talks about how sometimes— Well, it's one of the reasons—it goes back to the same reasoning. You know, we used to say this, that— uh, eventually, uh, the abortion issue would turn because most of the many of the people who would, I'll say many of the people who would have, uh, you know, raised their children to sort of believe, have a pro-choice mindset, their kids were never born. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not not fully. Yeah. But they ne- they were never born. Understood. And so that was the people that would. Now, there are some that have abortions and then they they realize it was wrong. And, you know, yes. I get that. But many, uh, th- their numbers were going down. Yes, as far as the next generation goes, because yeah. they weren't. So this is the same thing. These were not in church. Mm-hmm. They never were church to become dechurched. Yes. So I, I get what you're saying. I think so. Uh, do we want to get to number five now or go to break? What do you mm-hmm. think, Greg? Yeah, let's yeah let's go to break and we'll come back and get to five, the last one. Uh, I still find this one a little interesting. Uh, right-wing politics has supplanted church from a belonging standpoint. People who find meaningful community in political spaces have a lower motivation to keep to keep going to church. Hmm. That's interesting. That is interesting. So they're saying if they find a, uh, a, a, a place to belong in the Republican Party yeah. or in a political group or, a, you know, a, a, maybe a, 
uh, not just a party, but even maybe a more local expression of, of a political group Yeah, that uh, they don't need to be in church. And look, I sort of see this in my work Yeah, and that we do. You see people who are so frustrated with the church oftentimes that because the church won't, many churches won't stand up on what they see as critical moral and spiritual issues. And so they just go out here and get it and they see the importance of it, but there's no way to sort of get involved in that in the church. Yeah. You almost have to leave the church to go get involved in a political issue that has huge ramifications morally and spiritually on our nation or on our state. And they wind up going out and getting involved in some outside third party group, which I'm not saying is bad, but it sort of does take the place of church for them. Yeah. It does happen. That that is I see that very true. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break. Greg Davis here, Nate Williams, and we're uh, talking through misconceptions about de-churching in America. All right, we got one more when we come back and we'll wrap it up. Priority talk. Marketing can be overwhelming. The marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money. Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with a purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. Hey, everybody, this is Kurt Cameron, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. All right, and we're back in. A few more moments as we discuss this final misconception of de-churching in America. Um, and misconception number five, I think, is something we all need to hear. Misconception number five, they, meaning people who are de-churched, they were in church and they left, they aren't willing to come back. That's not true. You have nearly 8 million de-churched evangelicals who are willing to come back to church. So I think that's a positive thing. Yeah, so that's what we need to hear. These people that were in church that are not in church, maybe they're people that moved or got inconvenienced, whatever the reason we talked about earlier, COVID, whatever it may have been, some of these reasons that we've given, uh, they're willing to come back. More than half of those who left evangelical churches are willing to come back right now. That is the opportunity that is ahead of us, and uh, that's something that we should be uh, focused on as well. So we've got to take these numbers and do something with them. I mean, these stats, these are real things. You know what I mean? You can ignore them and act like, oh, we're in Alabama, we're in so-and-so town, county, Bible Belt. These things are true. It's not true for every single person, okay? there's, There's individuals within all of this, of course. But if you're just looking at the trends and the way the church needs to respond and what our mindset needs to be, these kind of studies are really important. And George Barna is going to be back on the show with us very soon, uh, and he always gives us those trends as well. And you go back and look at his research over the years. Had we responded in the ways that he identified, we'd probably be in a lot better church uh, situation. Perhaps the de-churching would not be as severe. 
as it is now. Yeah. All righty. Hey, that'll do it for this evening. Thank you for being with us. We'll be back again, of course, on Wednesday. Uh, I'll be here. And uh, we're glad to have you uh, along with us as much as you possibly can. Text us at 205-941-1011 with your thoughts on all of this topic. 205-941-1011. It's Truth 101, WXJC, Priority Talk Radio. So I'm going-